In today's episode, we're chatting with a very inspiring guest who's going to help you overcome the anxiety that is produced by inertia so that you can see the possibilities where maybe to this point you've only been talking impossibilities. Turning a supposed limitation into the freedom to try is something that you can learn. That's all coming up next, right here on Stop Doubting Your Dream. Stay tuned. If you have a deep-rooted dream you long to pursue but feel held back by self-doubt, the possibility of failure, and the relentless demands of everyday life, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Jeff Meyer, and I know that taking the leap of faith to make your dream a reality and overcome the seeds of doubt planted by those who say it's too risky can feel overwhelming and discouraging sometimes and cause you to question whether or not your dream is worth pursuing at all. But the truth is, it doesn't have to be an either-or choice. It's possible to pursue your dream without risking your stability or security in the process. And each week on the show, I'm going to show you and give you practical action steps you need to turn your dream into a viable source of income so you can live without regret, reshape your future, and create the meaningful change you want to see in the world, all without leaving your day job. So if you're someone who's ready to stop doubting your dream and start living it, let's dive in. Welcome back. This is episode number 59, and I'm excited today to introduce you to my new friend and business colleague, Gail Groy. Having spent the last year getting to know Gail through a local business networking group, I've come to appreciate her determination and her resolve to live her dream against so many obstacles. So we dove a little deeper into the art of transforming our can'ts into can'ts. Because this switch is fundamental to helping you solve the resulting inertia and restlessness that is keeping you anxious, stuck, and passive in your dream pursuit. Every time I have been tempted to believe the voice in my head that lies to me, you can't do this, this is not worth the investment and risk, somebody else can do this better than you can, who are you that you think you can do this, people are going to find you out, sound familiar? Well, maybe not, but those are voices that frequent my mindset. Every time that happens, someone comes into my life that reminds me about why I do what we do and who I do it for. And it motivates me to keep going. Recently, my wife and I, we went out for a drive looking at possibility of other places to live. We've been in an apartment for three years. We're content here and love it here, but maybe it's time to to look. And so we went out and I was rather down that day. We decided after looking at this particular uh, property to go out for supper nearby and invited some friends to come because I was feeling a bit of a need for encouragement. As we're sitting there and I'm rehearsing all of these voices in my head, This couple walks in. Now, mind you, we have never been to this restaurant. We've lived in this area for 25 plus years. This couple walks into the restaurant. 
that I married over 20 years ago. And they really, really needed some encouragement. They reminded me that night of my who. And it also reminded me again that night that there's always a who to my dream. And the who is bigger than you. Let me say that again. There's a who to your dream. And the who is bigger than you. Gail Groy said this, I saw years of justice in front of me. A British and American lawyer, now living full-time in America. While working for a subsidiary of Apple during the time they were shaping their vision for the iPhone, her colleagues at Apple encouraged Gail to pursue law. Even though the iPhone vision as an electronics engineer was really appealing to her, she decided to pursue law and she would never look back. Pursuing justice was the dream that captured her heart. Raised by parents who didn't have the opportunities that others did and experienced injustice in Great Britain, Gail is determined to help people who are experiencing injustice and see no no hope, get things right for them, and realize the hope that once seemed impossible. When someone is wronged, and you are instrumental in putting that right, Gail would say it's a huge satisfaction. And she has fun doing it. She also taught me in this interview that the realization that what I'm doing is indispensable is what accelerates a dream. All the education in the world is nothing unless you are helping someone, unless you are helping your who. British and American personal injury lawyer, electronics engineer, community member, woman of color, wife and mother of five, Gail Groy. The thing I love most about my podcast is it's not Uh, just me talking. I get to talk to some of the greatest people in the world and hear their stories and uh, share them with you. So today is no exception. I met Gail uh, recently, and I've just been really excited to be able to share her story with you. So Gail Groy, thank you so much for being with us today on our podcast. Why don't you take a moment, introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, who you live in your home with, anything that you want to share. Well, thank you for having me, Jeff. It's um, my pleasure, my pleasure to meet you and my pleasure to, to be part of your dream, the dream podcast. So my name is Gail. My last name is Groy. And I always go G-R-O-Y, Gail Groy. <laughs> okay. I was born in the United Kingdom in Wimbledon of two parents who had migrated from the Caribbean, from Trinidad and Tobago. Funny enough, my mom and dad uh, took a boat over and they were very young to the Caribbean, from the Caribbean to England and had us four children. And you can imagine they worked day and night to um, to see their children have success, mm-hmm. I would argue. And then about mm-hmm. 20 years ago, I married, uh, uh, I married and moved to the um, United States. I married, uh, um, I've been living in Wisconsin for the last 
I think 15 of those, well, since 2006 in Wisconsin. And that would be an introduction to me. I have five children. I'm a lawyer. I'm a British lawyer and an American lawyer. Uh, I'm also an uh, electrical electronic engineer and a teacher. And a teacher. <laughs> and physics teacher. And all of those are what I would humbly say my parents strived and were committed to raising children that would be successful and at the same time humble. Hmm. Wonderful. So you you have a an amazing story. What brought you to the United States? It's the land of opportunity. <laughs> it's uh, no. I mean, I was young. I wanted to to explore, and so I got on an airplane. I was a lawyer. I was lucky enough to to um, my my husband was lucky enough to have to get work have work in the United States. And so I came across to the United States with three children and now I have five. And didn't turn back. Uh, and that was 20 odd years ago. Uh, so I came here knowing no one really. And from my experience of being in the United States, it's an absolutely amazing experience. In those, days, in those days when I came over, I was a British lawyer. I wasn't able to practice law here. And people that didn't know me assisted me to campaign to the Supreme Court of Wisconsin and have an audience with a panel of Supreme Court judges. And I was completely unknown. And they gave me a special dispensation to, to, to uh, do the bar exams here and practice law. And I stood up in the podium in front of them and I thanked the people that helped me to get there. Mm -hmm. And the way that I did that, as I knocked on the doors of judges and lawyers and your mothers and said, you don't know me, but could you say that I'm nice? <laughs> right? <laughs> could you say I'm nice? And they did. They said, but you are, which I thought, well, that's nice. Somebody thinks, you yeah. And I took those um, petitions together with the Board of Bar Examiners. And I went to the Supreme Court of Wisconsin with it and had an audience. So tell me, the electrical engineer, uh, professor, teacher. Go ahead. Bachelor of Engineering. Bachelor <laughs> of Engineering? I'm a qualified electrical electronic engineer. I, okay. I was uh, one of three women who did an a electrical engineering degree at Leeds University in England. That was before I decided to be a lawyer. And okay. that was in itself um, a dream because there were not, I was in women in science and engineering at, at high school level. And in those days, the women were not going into engineering. Okay. Yeah. And I did. And I worked for the General Electric Company, the GEC Small Machines. In fact, I had a sponsorship with them, a scholarship from them to, to, go to, to, go to, to do engineering. And somewhere along the line, I um, worked for a subsidiary and one of Apple's uh, small businesses uh, was writing software, educational software. And I went, I was in the United States doing a, you know, at, at a conference and somebody from Apple said, go and do law go and do law because I, you're, you're I was an Apple visionary. And they said, go and do law. And so I went and did law and I never went back. 
which is unfortunate because I was going to do so law. Apple. Why did why did the people around you tell you to go and do law? I think it was a stepping stone into senior management in the area I was in, but also it's a platform. So it's a platform of of it's a basic platform of knowledge. If you want, it, it, in that particular career, electrical electronic engineer, which I was, coupled with a law degree, I mean that was a indispensable mm-hmm. qualification to get into the visionary area. And but the that didn't. Was, but that vision, didn't lead you into the visionary area. It led you into law. I stayed because law needed yeah, more. So what, what did you fall what did you fall in love with that you were willing to let go of your prior training to just pursue law to do that only I'll just say before I say that the vision was this when I first was involved with this the the the, the, the visionaries from Apple and my small subsidiary company of Apple wasn't was what was now known as the Apple iPhone so it is we were working on that vision right mm. And um, I didn't follow it. I didn't pursue it. I didn't. I wasn't involved in it. But I remember the basics of it being going to mm. seminars and that, and they were speaking about it. And even that couldn't keep me from the law. So <laughs> when I and, and you know and that's something to be said because yeah, when I did the law. I saw years and years of justice in front of me. And I could be an instrument in bringing justice. And remember, I have a British background and American. So to couple those both, I remember talking to the Supreme Court about this. I am British trained, but it is the same common law, right? So bring that area into America and in England and have that experience. It, was, it could only bring justice. It was a passion that I had to pursue when you um when somebody has been wronged and you will have you're instrumental in putting that right that wrong right for them even if it's a small amount it's a huge amount for me career wise as a satisfaction especially when there was there was no hope before so it's it's put it's some way instrumental in helping to put what is wrong and make it right yeah, I love that. So the the pursuit of a dream largely gets um, accelerated when the person pursuing the dream realizes that what they're doing is indispensable, right? That it is, the, the phrase I use a lot is your dream must live. So you got to a place where you realize that justice and and providing justice for people who think there's no hope people that have not will not get a fair shake uh, was something you were willing to pursue with your life. And it's more, it's more than pursue. It's I wanted, I'm, I'm living. I, I get very involved. So I understand. So you have to see the wrong through your client's eyes. The client is the person you treat. They haven't been treated well. And my sure. job is to make sure they are treated well so there's a light that comes on inside you and then you realize that all the education you have in the world is nothing unless you're helping at least that person 
Mm, love that. So you have you had five children at, at this time when you're pursuing the law, the law degree, the law degree in America. I don't I would guess that there's probably not a lot of mothers that were doing what you were doing. Uh, just like there was probably not a lot of women that were pursuing the electric uh, engineering, electronic engineering degree as well. So you're kind of a groundbreaker in that regard. Talk to us a little bit about some of the challenges that you faced as a young mother um, trying to pursue a law degree and do justice and also raise five children. So I tell you what I'm going to say to younger women and younger mothers is showcase it. Take the babies in your arms, leave them sitting outside the courtroom or put them on your back and on the front and take them and showcase and be proud of your children. They are mm. part of the package. All right. And so, yes, I was. And I've been asked that you had all these children. And I remember running into court, baby powder on me or going into the bathrooms if I was nursing my baby. <laughs> and I didn't mind. I was going to do it. And they were and the people that I met in the different courtrooms in Wisconsin were they were very encouraging but I have been into the courtrooms and they haven't been in my area of personal injury law they haven't been many women in that area that I've come across that are litigators and that is it's hard to keep women in Wisconsin okay and I mm. say that and women of color and women and women with children because there's more facilities in other states that assist you but if you but stick it out because I have found being that I've been pro hoc in different states, I have found that Wisconsin lawyers are very respectful and encouraging of their younger and of their women lawyers, in my experience. But if I could just be an example of it can work, then I'd like to be that. And if anybody is discouraged, I'd like to encourage that. Yes, know. I think you do, and it's amazing. So many people uh, push their dreams off till later. W were you ever tempted to say, well, maybe when the kids are a little older, maybe when things slow down a little bit, I'll pursue this. Did that, did that thought ever cross your mind? I did take some time off with the kids. I took some time off because I have three children that are very close in age and I took time off with them. But I argued with everybody. <laughs> I would just argue and argue with the shopkeepers. I would argue with all my friends. I would argue with every. I was like, you know, this is just not fair. Go to the grocery, and I was like, you know, you advertisers. I would find, and so I just couldn't. I just couldn't stay at home for longer than I did. It was wonderful, but when I was there, I I assisted in many groups I was in. I joined um, mothers groups, and we we, we put together. Um, co-ops so I wasn't at home doing I was I was volunteered in the school I became part of the, the governing council in the local schools so I did a lot and I can say that it was all that time I took with those mothers that makes me and assists me in my business now all right mm. so the time because we were all mothers together with younger children professional women that decided to stay home and and have fun with our kids and you know give them that that time in their young lives, give them that given time 
more time than we would if we were working. And these are the same mums 10 years later that are assisting me in my business, that are helping me in my business, that I help. And she really is part of the journey. And it was fabulous to be at home, even though I argued with everyone. <laughs> so it just, it keeps burning, right? The, the dream, yeah. the, the calling, if you will, keeps burning in us to a point where you just, you have to, you have to do it and you find a way. But you don't do it alone. I love how you just shared um, that your pursuit and your living out this dream includes a community of people that you have that you have served and have also that have also served you and encouraged you. Who's your who's your who? You talk about being a personal injury lawyer. Uh, that's specifically your niche. But who's your who? Can you share any stories uh, without breaking any confidentialities? of people that you've helped. When I say, who's your who? When I work in the Dream Accelerator, I try to help people picture and develop in such clarity the person they're trying to help with their dream. Who is it that you specifically help with your dream? Because when it gets hard, remembering your who gives you the motivation to keep moving forward anyway, because you know that there are people that are waiting to be blessed by what you do. Right. So who are your who's? But Jeff, I if you close your eyes and look around you, those are my who's. I've helped a lot of people and they're all around you and they've helped me, but I and their trade, but I have helped them. And it ranges from you, it's personal injury is so unexpected. All right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to expect that you rationally get so injured that you you don't make it. You don't expect that. You don't expect that you you slip and break you know, your, your hips and you slip and fall at no fault of your own in a shop or in a premises and you no longer can work, all right? You don't expect to have an injustice done to you. I can name them because I've done this for many, many years. You don't expect if you, you, you have a career, you're maybe a model or you, and a dog bites you on your face and you can no longer do that. These are the examples of things that, that I have done along with your standard things like you're getting a, an unexpected accident or a truck hits you or, or you uh, I had a case where this lady was traveling along the highway and a truck's tire blew off and landed at high speed and crushed the roof of her car. Okay. And I'm there. I jump on the bandwagon. I jump to help them. I'm like, there's hospital bills. You may not be working anymore. You may mm -hmm. not. Um, you don't, there's a lot of things that, there's a lot of laws in Wisconsin that not necessarily going to protect you, all right? And so I jump in there and the idea of personal injury is to compensate you for your injustice and your pain. And I took that very seriously because, um, you know, I've done cases where there's been, um, people have been riding their bicycles and uh, the product disintegrated part of the bicycle but disintegrated and they cracked their head open when they fell over. You know, it's mm -hmm. just the least expected. And I, in the, it's good to have the engineering that I have, that background, and also the electronic engineering background because you understand the products, you, under, you know, you mm -hmm. understand, hey, you know, this can disintegrate. This can, mm -hmm. this is what, and you, and you also, what I do is I use, 
as my experts are local people. Like I'll go to the UW and I'll say, okay, engineering department. And it's great, it's wonderful. And they'll come up with a, a protege of what should and shouldn't happen. So it's really, you have that dream, you use your knowledge and you grow in your community in all areas. The medical doctors are fabulous around here. You know, they'll, they'll act as, um, and they are my friends' parents. A lot of them are the children's friends' parents. <laughs> so it mm-hmm. takes a huge community. Um, yeah. You go to you, you go to church, and there's somebody in the church community, they're like, Gail, and you sit down, and you get to know them, you get to talk to them, and they're like, well, this happened. And you're like, I'm so sorry. How can I help you? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's every, that is, uh, when you ask the question of, whom it is it that you have who is your go-to mm-hmm. it just you sit and you talk and you understand the lives of those people around you and then you hear of an injustice and you say i can help you and they ask you to help them so there is injustice in the world with those who get injured with those who have these unexpected moments that impact their lives you have you have seen injustice You've seen some people get treated with respect and get what they need to move forward. And you've seen others that don't have that same opportunity. I have, and um, and I'm going to make sure that they do have that opportunity. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, I'm going to be happy doing it. And mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the basis of the dream because yeah. I come from a background where there wasn't for my own parents, my own family, they were not those opportunities. And so I can't rest until if I find you're hurt, I'm going to make sure that you have, you have a justice. If you're hurt and it's not your fault. I love, I love how all the way back in your childhood, the dream was already sparked by seeing what happened in your family and with your parents. Um, and you wanted to make it right. A lot of dreams get birthed by seeing something that's wrong in the world and realizing the giftedness you have to make um, make a contribution to make it better. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing Gail's story, you can think about your own story. You know, what what do you see in the world that that you know you could make better? Um, and that you have the gifts and the skills and the, the opportunity to do it. Um, and then pursue it, go after it, learn, grow, put yourself in a position to offer your gifts so that the, the world can be a better place. That's the kind of dream we're talking about pursuing. We're not talking about pursuing dreams that just make us rich or wealthy or make us more comfortable. Right. It's pursuing dreams to help people. And to make their lives better, and so I love your story, Gail. It's it's an incredible story. Um, but it's it's evolving. Like every day, yeah. the people you come across will say you'll be like, "That's a direction," and you almost recreate. Like I opened my own law firm in August, and if somebody had asked me this a few years ago, I would have said, "No, I'm never doing that." But it evolved. We had the pandemic. We had a mm-hmm. lot of need. And also you had, I, in that period of time, had a time to slow down and reconsider. Slow down and meditate. And I, I meditate and think of the thoughts of the direction 
and to follow my dream was to start my own firm, start my own little firm. I'm a sole practitioner currently. That may change, but right now I'm sole practitioner. And I would honestly say it is living the dream. So hear that. The, uh, the dream is always evolving. It's always changing and growing. If we listen, if we slow down, love what you said, the pandemic allowed us a space to slow down and consider, maybe reconsider, meditate, have greater awareness. Sometimes we don't, we're not aware of where we're being led because we're so busy moving, shaking, working, grinding. And there's things that get revealed to us when we slow down and we pay attention. We have conversations and we listen. So I love that you've just started your own. And you've summed, you summed that up and, yeah, uh, 100%. We don't have the time. And if it was the only thing the pandemic did, it was to slow down for me, you know? Yeah. And I, I remember people during the pandemic actually saying, wow, I'm, I'm feeling a little guilty that I'm actually enjoying this because I have a built-in uh, no. I can say no to things like I never said before because we were social distancing and all of that. And lately I've noticed that we've just gotten right back into the same routine we were before the pandemic. And people are running around crazy, working hard, complaining about how busy life is. What is it about the human condition that we can't learn the lesson that maybe we're supposed to learn and we go back to those old behaviors? What is it about the human condition that keeps us just flying around and not slowing down? I'm taking us off script here. I'm just, I'm just curious because it's it's fascinating to me how people get right back into the same thing that was killing them before the pandemic. The pandemic actually gave us an opportunity to reorient our life, and now we're right back at it. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of people I have come across, like myself, that didn't go right back to it. Whether we will get back to what we were, I'm not at that stage yet. But I mean, I think there are a lot that didn't. And the circles that I've spoke to, the, the ladies, the, their, their husbands, they did, we were at that age where the children would just gone to university and we're not empty nesters because I still have a young one at home, right? But it was the, the busyness coupled with the pandemic, you were able to think. And um, a lot of people I know did think. I know people that followed their dreams and opened fishing or tackle shops you know and mm. and and they're now living it and so in my view I think you know I'm I'm you know opening up my old business and designing my own card I never thought that I never that's my card I never thought I would do that I know yeah. it's just simple and yeah. I never thought I, I always had somebody else design it for me and in my mind I was like well I'm not a designer I can't do that but you are, <laughs> you know, you can, and you, and, and, and that may evolve. And so now it's living and changing that journey 
to continue. And, and I and the paths I'm crossing now, like I'm doing, I'm practicing the personal injury law, but the paths I'm crossing now are almost teaching me, well, this is where you're going to be, right? Mm. So it's exciting. And I want to stay on the, I want to stay on the path right now. I don't want to deviate, but yeah. you never know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you're, but you're right about the busyness. People are get, but it, you know, are busy again. But I don't know if it's the same kind of busy. Mm -hmm. Whether they're living their life, the dream mm -hmm. they wanted to. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have to tell you in 10 years' time. <laughs> yeah, it's a constant um, evolving process, isn't it? So when, when you um, are looking right smack dab into the future and you know you're being led on that pathway and it's a new pathway, and it's something that you haven't done before, whether it's small, like designing your business card by yourself or launching your new big thing, like going out on your own. What kind of fears did you encounter in your own heart that you had to wrestle to the ground and move forward anyway with? What kind of fears a, did you experience? That's a really, really good question. It was never the fear of the law, because that was something that I have a, a, I'm practiced in. I have round table of colleagues that I'm on listservs, I'm on teams of lawyers. It wasn't that. What it was, was outside of my comfort zone. Because my comfort zone was I was in larger law firms and they did things like your business cards and they did your marketing and they mm -hmm. got your equipment for you. Like I'm just about to buy a copying machine and the panic from it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've got to get a Xerox, you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can totally relate. Exactly. I've got to, I, and where do I get this? Do I get a refurbished? Do I don't? And then, and then I, I, I got into the habit to breathe. And that is what the pandemic did teach me. I breathe. And I'm like, this is going in, in my mind. I am almost educating myself again to be, it will be okay. So those are the things, it's the things like, will I have the, the, this is the right stationary? Mm. Will I, you know, support system? What is your support system? Um, and I feel with me, I'm t I take one day at a day and I do each day well. And if I do something that I don't think I did that well, I take, I go one step backwards and then two steps forward. But I'm, uh -huh. I'm learning not to let myself get scared because I don't want mm -hmm. to be scared. You see, right. fear is what I, in my, in my lifetime, fear is what prevented me from moving forward. So now mm. I feel it across my, lump, my lifetime when I overcame fear, that as I, I've got the, the, the tools in my mind that assist me not to be fearful in my business. And those tools it. are logically, like an engineer, back to my engineer, just writing mm -hmm. down the A, B, C, Ds of can-dos. And what you can't do, well, where can you get assistance to help you to can-do? And then it's all in a budget. So you work out your budget, budget you speak to your bank manager, you make sure that it's all... And, 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 it, and in what's happened right now, it is, has fallen into place. I, I'm hoping to continue as it as I as I go 
there hasn't been and, and reading like I have here uh, the books that I read which are you know different areas of where I want to go with a business so I read mm -hmm. what other people did I read how they did it where they did it and when they did it so the how yeah. the where and the when <laughs> and I love it they so if you hear hear Gail hear her loud and clear um the fear fear will come fear will stay move forward anyway is my mantra and it's the thing that began this whole podcast and every entrepreneur i talk to says the same thing fear continues but we learn how to deal with it we learn how to leverage it and use it and she mentioned a couple of things that are really important um and i just want to highlight those so you don't miss them breathing when you feel that anxiety level about the copy machine, like, I'm, am I gonna make a wrong decision? This is a terrible decision. You can breathe and you can tell yourself it's going to be okay. So recalculating that mental conversation that goes on up here that says you can't, well, you can, you can re-articulate that in a way that says you can. Or if you legitimately can't, but you know you need to, there's always resources to help you deal with that can't and turn it into a can. And that might be a person. It might be a product. It might be um, some other solution that that um, comes out of the blue that can help you do what you can't. But don't let fear keep you paralyzed because your dream needs to live just as much as Gail's does. And you might hear Gail saying today uh, about injustice and you go, well, my dream isn't that it's, that's a big, that's a big contribution in society, justice, right? Doing justice. Mine isn't that, that big. And I'd like, Gail, I'd like you to speak to my audience for somebody that might be thinking that today, they might be minimizing their own dream. What would you like to say to them? I'd like to say, live your dream it doesn't you, there's no dream that is not big enough because it's your dream only you have a dream and live it i didn't ever think having five children and running and going out into the law and learning with all these different avenues i never thought i would open my own i mean but i did and I took a moment, and in that moment, there was something that said, live your dream. And I encourage you, please, no dream is small. But I have one last thing. When you have that fear, there's something I do. There's something I do, because sometimes it envelopes you, that fear of, mm -hmm. oh, you know, the decision, and am I making the right decision? And is that decision going to harm? And it, or is that decision going to cost more money than I have? And, or am I going to fall flat on my face? Or am I going to have no client? Or is no one going to like me? Mm -hmm. There's one thing you can do. You can say, everyone is going to like me. You can say, actually more than one thing. I'm not going to put a number to it. There's a few things you can do. Just say, everyone is going to like you. I'm going to like you. All right. Just say, you can do it and the last thing that I do is you push your chair away from your desk and you stand up and you just jump as high as you can and let me tell you it works try it all your fears go away and you sit back down and you calm again and you start again all right 
Yeah. Changing your physical posture, movement, uh, engaging your whole body is very important as part of what we deal with in the Dream Accelerator is we actually go there and we do some physical training, breathing, breath work, uh, grounding yourself, being aware of what you're feeling in the moment, articulating it in a way that makes it, takes it out of the silence in your head and puts it into a place where you can explore it and look at it and go, you know what? There might be some truth in that, but that's not a true statement that I'm saying right now. I am being held captive by a lie. And I need to re-articulate this in a way that's true and empowering. And it's all very important um, lifestyle. One of the greatest things about being an entrepreneur is you actually learn so much about yourself, about how the human brain works, uh, about how your body is designed to help you deal with anxiety and trouble when it comes. It's the greatest place where you can grow as a human being. When you push yourself to do something that scares you, that is an amazing thing. Um, and you do grow and you do yeah. grow. That's the yes. thing. And that's what I found. You push yourself out of that comfort zone and you find that you actually are okay. So there is, yeah. if you, you know, if my dreams sound big, I, the law is... The, the, the law is complicated, bringing justice, overriding, a, you know, going into a justice system. But I don't want that. I want that somebody who's listening to this to think my dreams, their dreams are also big. Yes, you know? absolutely. And, and I would love to hear about them too. Yeah. So, there you are. so to that end, how can people get a hold of you? How can people converse with you, learn more about what you're doing, Gail? How would you like them to to get in touch with you? Well, I have um, a website, gail at groylaw.com, which is G-A-I-L at G-R-O-Y-L-A-W.com. But there are many ways to contact me. You can email me or you can, I have my work phone number. You can call me. I like to speak to people and I will arrange, I arrange groups of people. I have coffee mornings. Um, I have a cell phone uh, number that's on my business card. Can I, my business card is here, 262-344-1548. But even if you just have coffee, if you with someone else who's in the same position, I did that and it encouraged me. And I would be honored if I if could encourage someone else. Uh, Gail's not just blowing smoke at this point um, in the conversation. She actually will do what she said she will do. So don't hesitate to reach out to her. I've had lunch, I've had a lunch with her and was greatly encouraged by the conversation. And I've been encouraged to be around her uh, recently through a, a local networking group called BNI that I'm happy to be a part of. I'd love to tell you more about that if anybody's interested. Um, but all of her contact information will be in the show notes here. So don't hesitate to reach out to her. Uh, Gail, thank you so much for joining us today for this conversation. Thank you for what you're doing in the world for others. Um, and thank you for just being present and being you uh, in every interaction. It's, it's an honor to be able to share your story today with our audience. Thanks for joining us. I'm much obliged. And I'm very grateful for your kind words. Thank you. Have an awesome day. Thank you.
Thanks so much for joining us today for another episode of Stop Doubting Your Dream. If you want to connect with Gail, make sure you head to the show notes so you can check out her website and maybe in the process light a spark in you to turn your I can'ts into I cans and start living your dream. If you like the show, if you like today's episode, it was an encouragement to you. If you've liked the show over recent weeks, can I ask you to take a moment and just share this episode with a friend? It might be a great encouragement for them as well and help others find this encouraging interview. Next week on the show, we're going to discover how perfectionism, which tends to be glorified in our culture, is actually sabotaging your dream so that you can cultivate a greater awareness and take consistent action moving forward, all helping get yourself out of the way. Join me back here next week. And until then, the journey towards your dream begins today. Take action with a single step.